For over 20 years, Jerry Detweiler has been an expert on credit issues. She has been interviewed for more than 3,000 interviews, including the Today Show, Dateline NBC, The New York Times, USA Today, and Reader's Digest. She has even testified before Congress. She is the author of six books and was the host of a weekly radio program called Talk Credit Radio. She has traveled the nation speaking on credit and is currently the head of market education for NAV, where she is focused on educating individuals and business owners on small business credit. Meet the leaders shaping the new era of credit. This is the Vantage Core Podcast. Today, we talk to Jerry Detweiler, Director of Education for NAV. I grew up in Southwest Michigan. My mother was a refugee from another country. And so she had grown up very, very poor. And my father grew up in a religious tradition, Mennonites, that where simplicity is highly valued. So the message I think I got was that you don't need a lot of things to be happy, But at the same time, because I didn't have my own money, sometimes it was a struggle to try to get the things that I did want. I went to school in Indiana. I thought I was going to be a doctor, but I quickly discovered that I didn't have the appetite for the advanced math classes that went along with that. And so I ended up studying international business. I actually created my own major, international business and political affairs. And I really didn't know what I was going to do with it. But the great thing was I ended up in Washington, D.C. on an internship program. And I loved living there. And I loved uh, working at, at the time at the State Department. And so as soon as I could, I got back there. My first job out of college was at a retail store and someone there referred me to the owner of a mortgage company. I took that job as a mortgage loan officer, not even knowing what a point was. So the very first loan application I took, I knew nothing. I had to learn very quickly. I fell into my current career. I got a job with a consumer advocacy organization and we were the only organization at the time really educating people on credit cards. It was a time when if you wanted a low interest rate credit card, you'd send us $4 and we'd send you a list of banks in the mail. And most of them were based in Arkansas. That's where you could get cheap credit cards. And it was also before consumers had access to their free credit reports or knew about credit scores. I got to be involved with the legislation that gave consumers free access to their personal credit reports as well as plain English um, translations of their credit reports. There's still a lot of business owners who haven't seen their business credit report. They don't understand them. There's generally limited access to them unless they want to pay for it. I was in business myself for about 10 years. And then I I got a client called credit.com and I started writing for them. And eventually I became an employee there. And from there, I wrote my book, Finance Your Own Business. And in the course of writing that book, I met Levi King, the CEO of NAV. I was intrigued by what they were trying to do on the small business side, which was essentially trying to bring transparency to the business credit. And I talked to them after my book came out about buying some books and ended up joining the company full time. So I've been there almost four years now. And it's a lot of fun for me to get to work with small business owners because the, with small business owners, it's it's important to understand that for them, business and personal credit are both important. It's not a one or the other equation. The Fed tells us that from their surveys of small business owners, that many small business owners rely on both their personal and business credit. So at NAV, we focus on both. So someone who signs up for a free NAV account is going to see their free Experian Vantage score. They're going to see their business credit data from Equifax, Experian, and Dun & Bradstreet. And then they're going to get tools to build strong credit and find financing. And if you're just focused on one or the other, you're probably going to miss out on some financing opportunities that could help you grow your business. 
At the time I wrote my first book, The Ultimate Credit Handbook, there was no book like it. So there were no, there weren't blogs about credit then. And there really wasn't a a comprehensive book that talked about credit. I was very lucky. I got an agent and publisher right away. That book got a lot of attention because it was the first. And after that, (laughs) I told myself I'd never write a book and now I've written five. So I just keep getting sucked back in. About half of all collection accounts on credit reports today are due to medical bills. And so medical debt can have a significant impact on your credit, your finances, and your credit scores. In recent years, there have been some changes that help consumers when it comes to medical debt. And specifically, medical debt generally cannot appear on your credit report unless it's 180 days old, six months. So that gives you time to work with the provider, to work with your insurance, and try to figure something out. If you can't pay your medical bill because it's too much, I would definitely recommend you try to at least get on a payment plan with the provider. Many providers will allow you to get onto an interest-free payment plan with them. If you can't do that and it's impossible, then I would be talking to a credit counselor and if it's very, very significant debt, maybe even a bankruptcy attorney. What you don't want to do is ignore it because if you ignore it, it will go to collections, it will appear on your credit reports negatively, and there may be increased costs as well as increased activity to try to collect from you that can be very, very stressful. So I've been involved with the nonprofit organization Heroes at Home. I'm still on the board. There's a lot of predatory lending practices that go on right outside of bases. And so it can be very easy for someone who's young and inexperienced like me with that credit card, although mine was only a $1,000 mistake. But imagine a young service person who gets into a very expensive vehicle loan and then they get deployed and they can't even take the vehicle with them, but they've got this huge loan payment. It can be incredibly stressful. And if it ends up hurting their credit, it could even hurt their security clearance. So I'm really proud to be part of that effort. And we could absolutely be doing more to educate our service members and help support them so that they don't end up in trouble that could jeopardize their ability to serve or their, you know, their their job. When I first got into this field, consumers often had never seen their credit reports. And if they did, they would typically have to actually take time off work and go down to the credit bureau to get a copy of their credit report. Since then, on the consumer side, we've been given access to free credit reports. They must be in plain English. We are able to place fraud alerts on our credit files. There are certain disclosures for credit scores. They're not always free, but there are there are plenty of places and times you can get your credit scores for free. And so there's a lot more education and access to consumer credit information. At the same time, business credit reports, which have actually been around since the mid 1800s are still a mystery to most business owners. So at NAV, we did a survey and found that 72% of business owners don't know their business credit score. But of those who did, they were 41% more likely to get approved for a business loan. So at NAV, our goal is to educate small business owners that these credit reports exist, show them their data for free so they can understand how to build and maintain strong business credit and then use that data, leverage it to help them find better financing. And to date, we've helped over a million business owners get access to their free credit data through NAV. I often ask people, 
I'm, I'm pretty bold this way. How do you check your credit scores? Do you monitor them? And what's interesting to me is there's a lot of people who say, I don't check my credit because I pay my bills on time. So I'm not worried about it. But they're the ones who probably have the most to lose because their credit scores are so strong, they could be a target for identity theft. But what I say to individuals and especially small business owners who want to maintain strong credit is you want to stay on top of it because if something happens, you want to respond quickly. You don't want to wait. The longer you wait, the more opportunity there is for someone to use your information in multiple ways. There was a story on NBCNews.com last year about an attorney who was a victim of both personal and business identity theft at the same time. And he actually had to shut down his law practice for 30 days to deal with the problem. So just because you pay your bills on time doesn't mean you couldn't have something go wrong that could impact your credit and your ability to get financing or just waste your time in the future. The number one question I get from business owners is, what's a business credit score? <laughs> they haven't heard of it, so they don't know it exists and they don't know who compiles these. And just as a quick primer, Dun & Bradstreet, Experian, and Equifax all have commercial credit divisions and all they do is collect and monitor and sell information about businesses across the US. There's a good chance you might be on their radar if you've had a business, but but you may not have much of a business credit history. And the second question is, why is my business credit not as strong as it should be because I'm paying my bills on time? And the reason is with consumer credit, if you get an auto loan or mortgage or a credit card, it's going to report to all three bureaus on the consumer side. On the business side, not so much. So there's less data consistency, less chance that your lender is going to report to all three of the major commercial credit bureaus. So you have to check and monitor each three and you might have to do some work to actually do business with companies that report to business credit Great example, small business credit cards. Most of the small business cards report to at least one of the major commercial bureaus. But if you're using a personal credit card for your business, you're not building business credit. Business credit scores can be much different than personal credit scores. I'll give you an example. The Experian IntelliScore, the, one of their flagship business credit scores, goes from zero to 100. So 80 to 100 would be a great score. The Dun & Bradstreet Paydex score is zero to 100. And with DMB Paydex, you can actually earn a higher score by paying your bills early. You can't do that on the consumer side. Paying your bills early doesn't get you any extra credit with, with the credit bureaus or with your credit score. So there's some key differences with business credit scores. Uh, they also, when you get your business credit report, it doesn't list the name of your creditors, which is a big surprise to most people. When you get your consumer report, you see, I have a mortgage through Bank of America or Wells Fargo or my local credit union. You don't see that information on a business credit report. I encourage business owners to start building business credit as soon as possible because it's just like personal credit. With personal credit, you, you can earn a higher score by having a, a rich credit history, right? A longer credit experience. When you start out and your credit's brand new, it takes time to build credit. Same thing with business credit. It takes time to build business credit. It does help to have a business entity. The majority of small business owners in America operate as sole proprietors, which means they don't have an LLC, they don't have an S Corp or a C Corp or any formal business structure. You can build business credit as a sole proprietor, but really until you have that legal entity, you and your business are the same thing. 
There's no separation between the two of you. And so if you truly want to build business credit and separate your personal credit, then you want to think about creating that entity and building business credit in the name of that entity. One of the big things that we see at NAV, besides a lack of a business credit history, is that business owners are relying on their personal credit to fund their business. And so, for example, we found that business owners have twice as many credit cards as consumers do. What can happen is that if you're relying on your personal credit cards and you have high balances on those credit cards, that likely brings down your consumer credit score. The key to building a business credit score is just the same as a personal credit score. It just takes a little bit more work sometimes. And that is to get accounts that will show up on your credit report and pay them on time and keep your debt low. The challenge is not all companies that you pay bills to will actually report to your business credit. So at nav.com slash vendors, V-E-N-D-O-R-S, I've listed some companies that are eager to work with small business owners that make it easy, don't check personal credit, but do report to business credit. And that can be a place to start building your business credit. So from these companies, you'd buy things like shipping boxes or janitorial supplies or the Keurig cups for your your coffee, coffee machine that you use for work. And then you would get the opportunity to pay them in 30 days, net 30 terms. And by doing that, by paying on time, you could actually build credit references that show up on your business credit and help you build a business credit score. A lot of people, especially when they're starting their business, but sometimes when they're growing it, will turn to personal assets, personal savings, retirement funds, and home equity to help fund their business. What I would say is to first exhaust all your other possibilities before you turn to your personal income and assets. Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do. But if you haven't spent the time to look into other opportunities, you may be missing opportunities to fund your business that wouldn't put your personal finances at risk. There are over 6,500 different companies marketing different lending products to small business owners. And a lot of times, business owners are just overwhelmed. (laughs) The Fed says they spend like 25 to 35 hours searching for financing. And sometimes it's just whatever gets best marketed to them as opposed to what's best for them. So one of the things that we're trying to do at NAV is trying to help small business owners sort through these options and match them to financing that's best for them based on their current qualifications and the stage in their business. We have a tool called Match Factor that helps them do that. We also have some free resource guides. So you can download a free financing e-guide from the SCORE website. SCORE is a nonprofit associated with the Small Business Administration. If you go to score.org slash nav, we have a free e-guide on different financing sources that can help you understand what's out there and narrow it down to the ones that are a fit for your business. I love helping people. So over the years, I've answered over 10,000 credit questions online, and I've written lots and lots of articles about credit. The first tip I'd give is to be compassionate with yourself. I've spoken to many, many people who have had serious financial setbacks, and I often hear a lot of shame and beating themselves up. And I understand we can regret mistakes we've made, but try to be compassionate with yourself as you would be to a friend. And if you are not sleeping, if you're thinking about you know suicide or other things due to your financial problems, please get help. The second piece of advice I would recommend is to find your tribe, you know, find some group that resonates with you that can help you 
get on track and stay on track and stay motivated. Changing our financial lives is an ongoing process. It's not something that happens overnight. So having that motivation is really, really helpful. The third piece of advice I would say is to check and monitor your credit. regular basis. I have to say that. I've just met so many people over the years who never expected that they would run into credit issues. I've heard so many stories. So uh, find a way. I wrote a story, 150 plus places you could monitor your credit scores for free. There's no excuse. This podcast is brought to you by Vantage Score Solutions, a higher level of confidence. Thanks for listening.